Hi, and welcome back to Thrice It, a podcast by three best friends. So I just moved and to my college town. I'm not living on campus. I'm still living off campus in an apartment. And I have one other roommate. Um, But we're just moving for like the last two and a half months of the semester. Um, And then I think I'm gonna stay here for like the summer program that my school does, but that's kind of tangential. Um, So yeah, it's been an interesting first like week of living here. Um, My roommate's older brother goes here so like he knows a lot of people so that's been kind of good but um yeah I joined this like frat which I already told you guys about this right Mm -hmm. kind of yeah so I joined this frat which is pretty uncharacteristic but (sighs) anyway so I joined this frat you know to to make friends or whatever because they have like they have social events and stuff it's technically a business frat, so it, it's co-ed. It's technically a business frat, but we don't really do anything, like, businessy. It's mainly just a social thing. So, yeah, there have been some events for that. Um, but something that did happen that was kind of interesting was the other day, my, like, pledge dad, who's basically just in charge of, like, all the pledge events, and his friend, I'm going to call him Joe, So I don't know if I already told you guys about Joe, but we like met over Zoom. He's also in my pledge class. We met over Zoom and I like genuinely thought he hated me. And it made me super anxious because I was like, I'm not going to get into the frat because he's friends with all of like the main guys from the frat. So I was like, this is, this is the end, you know? So (sighs) Joe, he's, he's like the type of guy who's just like super cold and like kind of hard, hard to like break the ice, I guess. Right, just like not really that friendly. But it was so weird because my pledge dad and Joe, they're like roommates, and they texted my roommate and they were like, oh yeah, our we don't have access to our kitchen right now because we're like staying in a hotel. Can we like use your stove? So they came over to use our stove. Also, I've met these people. I've met these people like once. I like saw them. I didn't even talk to them other than Joe when we talked over Zoom at like our pledge thing. This is like not an interesting story. But I genuinely, I was convinced when it was happening, I was like, this is like a pledge thing. Like they're gonna come to our apartment and then be like, oh, ha ha, like you guys have to come with us and like do something. So the whole day I was like, okay, they're not just like coming over for dinner. Like, that's so weird. And also I was like, don't you have other friends who have a stove? Like, why are you I know, asking, how old like, is this person? Why did he ask you? They're both, they're both juniors. And I was I like, I feel like they guys... should have other people to ask. And I was like, you guys have other friends, no? Like, why are you asking us? Like, you've never, like, you've met us literally one time. So then the whole day I was like, oh, well, we're not going to like actually like sit down and have dinner. Like that would be so weird. And then so they end up coming over and they're just and they just like bring food. And they're like, (laughs) oh, okay, like, do you guys have like pots or whatever? And I was like, you mean you're actually cooking on my stove right now? And then we like (laughs) sat down and had dinner and it was just like it was a weird dinner. 
in general just because like we don't know each other at all and we have like I mean we have our school in common but like you know that was just that was a weird situation but that's kind of wholesome I mean I guess but it's like I don't know I got some I got some good tea on Joe's this girl that he's like interested in which is funny because she she also lives in our building and so essentially but he's like oh he she's like a total space cadet like she hasn't been going out for the past like month and a half um and I was like okay well how would you know if she's going out like do you think she would text you she's gonna leave her apartment but like okay whatever and then so he's like talking about her and he's like I just need to like wear her down and then she'll like end up going out with me because she's like emotionally like confused where she like wants somebody but like doesn't and is like most emotionally unavailable and I was like right so every okay me too but like I also don't feel like wearing someone down is gonna help okay no no no. not like wearing not wearing her down not the correct (laughs) not the correct verbiage I guess I would say kind of like breaking breaking through the barriers I guess Mm. is what I would describe it as so he's like talking about her and he's like well she did say like if a guy came along like she would date him but she's not looking that's what he texted him directly and I was like bro you just got friend zoned like she would date someone yeah like pretty directly along and you are not that person clearly because she texted that to you individually and he's like no like maybe it's like a hint at something I was like it's not she doesn't want to date you that's such a disaster I hate, I hate you, that but she doesn't want to date you like if she wanted to date you she would have but also it's like why do you want to date someone who doesn't want to date you right like, you know what I mean like I like, feel like if someone needs convincing I feel like you should just find someone who doesn't need convincing but know, like hey maybe saying. I'm just naive I don't know no, literally, I was like, Joe, this is more reflective of your own desperation than it is of her. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Because, and then he's like, but she starts conversations with me about, okay. like, whatever topic. <laughs> and I was like, so? That doesn't you guys are friends, anything. that's normal. Like, you text your friend random stuff. You know what I mean? And I was like, that doesn't mean she wants to date you. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so that was funny. I feel like, okay, because it's kind of a... This is why I wrote down the topic 10 Things I Hate About You. I hate that movie. I I never seen love it. That movie. But I, I feel like you love that not movie. But it. have you watched it recently and realized that this is Joe? Yeah. <laughs> he I've won't seen take it like no for an answer. Just goes and attacks her. <laughs> okay, no, but it's not an attack cuz it's not like she's um from it's what I can like, tell, it does kind of seem like a little, it would be a little bit annoying. Okay, Emma, have you seen this movie before? No, but she, it doesn't mean I don't exist no. within the cultural zeitgeist so where I know the times. movie 10 Things I Hate About You. Okay, yeah, but you, you still have to watch it. I but really don't, and I'm probably not going to. Okay, but here's no, the, the thing. The real narrative the is, the, is, the little, is the little guy, I don't remember his name, who dates her sister. I, I don't know who that is. Oh, oh yeah. wait. Um. Oh my god, that's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That's his name, okay. I'm in love with yeah. him in that movie. I'm like, I want you to marry me. But, okay. I Okay, here's the thing with that movie, though. is Well, I mean, it's not like she's, like, saying, no, I hate 
you. I mean, no, she is like, I hate you specifically, but she also hates everybody. Like, she doesn't let yeah. anybody in to her circle for fear of like being hurt and like having emotional like issues. That doesn't mean that he's like forcing her to like date him or like forcing her I mean, to like, like him. The concept of like shutting someone up with a kiss when they're like clearly saying no 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 and then he grabs her and forces himself on her i don't really think that's it's a little right. bit aggro okay yeah obviously i'm, I'm not, sorry like, to shit on one that. of your favorite but also, movies but also she's like okay stop and then he's like probably shouldn't have done that she doesn't just like go along with it like in most rom-coms when that happens the girl is just like oh She's like, no, like she's her own person is what I like about her. But also mm-hmm. she does have like emotional barriers So she puts up with everybody. Like she has like one friend. That's true. But also, I mean, that whole like that whole narrative of like, oh, the girl hates the guy and then they like end up together is kind of, I mean, it's definitely not the best narrative, but I still like that movie. Yeah. Just one of the maybe maybe just just feel like, didn't age well. Also, like Mary has been pursued by people that she doesn't like, so haven't we? Like all, it's, well, I haven't um, as no. much as you have, but yeah. Isabel, you have, and we're not going to get into wait. this right now. Okay, but also that's true. This yeah. conversation about okay, so when <sighs> my pledge dad and Joe were over at the apartment and we were having dinner. So we're talking about like the concept of overlap in college of like, here are the people who you like, here are the people who like you and there's just never any overlap. And then I was like, yeah, I mean, that's true for like everybody now. Like that's just like, like life in general. No, that's just life. I was like- It's hard to find ever. friends, like, okay. <laughs> no, 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 not friends, like dating. Oh, well, I mean, that's so, also just like worse. Yeah, but then they were also talking about, like, the social capital that you have, like, being a freshman girl being versus, or no, no, being a girl versus being a guy in college. And they were like, no, 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 girls, like, totally hold all the cards. And I was like, do they? I have yeah. literally never held a single card in my entire life. I don't know how to hold mean, cards. I think it's also different in in college, obviously. I mean, because then he was talking about, like, oh, well, freshman girls, like, always get invited to parties, whereas if you're a freshman guy, like, you just don't get invited to shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's true, but also just, like, being a girl in general in college, I don't see myself, like, holding the cards, I guess, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I still feel like the overlap thing, like, applies to girls, too. Yeah. Honestly, more. And then they also said that, like, they think guys fall for girls faster than girls fall for guys. And I was like... I've never met a guy without intimacy problems, but also I am. I have that. So it's fine. I know. I feel like that's that's the thing, though, too, is, like, it definitely depends on the girl. I mean, obviously, and it depends on the guy, too. But, like... I don't know. Like, I definitely have friends who, like, see a guy and are, like, in love with him, you know? Well, I've never had a friend who's ever done anything rational or healthy in their life, so it's... I don't know. (laughs) I mean, excluding you guys, but also kind of including you guys, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm not gonna lie to you guys. What are your guys' thoughts on these various topics? Overlap and also 
I don't really know because I haven't done anything in college yet. Like I'm haven't like I'm in college, but I haven't been in a social setting yet, so I have no idea what that's like. Yeah, that's fair. fair. But I mean, also with COVID, like. So I'm exempting myself. Pretty hard to meet. Mary, thoughts? It's hard to meet people. Um, I kind of think that. I think that there's some truth to a girls holding all the cards there. But also, it's, I mean, like, it's still scary. Okay, time, so what, what's your reasoning? What's your reasoning? I want to know. Because I, like, want to understand this. And also, like, I need to claim my my hold of all the cards if I apparently have them all. You, you just <laughs> you claim them by doing exactly what you do. Which, like... So nothing. No. <laughs> just, like... I have a, I have a skewed sample. I think. Okay, no, I just definitely think that, like, women hold all the cards, technically, but I also think that they hold all the cards because men are constantly trying to pursue them. So, like, in a frat world, of course, girls are going to be invited to parties because they <laughs> want females there to take advantage of. Not all the time. Not I'm not saying everyone is shitty. Clearly, not everyone is shitty, but... I do okay, think wait. that it's like a skewed, a skewed. Yeah. Okay. Wait. View, I see what you're warped saying. View of that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it just comes from saying. where you're framing it. Like, from a guy's perspective, it's... yeah, I think girls might hold all the cards, but it doesn't mean the girls, from a girl's perspective, they want to be holding all those cards or that they're trying to hold the cards. I think society has just given them these cards and been like, "You hold these. Men want them." Right. Dude, and that's okay, not that's fair, that. but that's just true. Because it's like girls hold the cards but it's like also under the male gaze like, right like the cards were that's in, the that's cards were dealt by the male gaze so it's like are they even cards like is that worth anything to me no no like, right like if we you didn't ask for act upon it if you don't act upon it in the way that they want to then no you don't hold any okay, cards yeah. at all right and then you're that's, left feeling that's pretty fast gross I feel like, like... That's true, that's true. It's a two-way street where, like, sometimes guys will think you hold the cards, but, like, girls don't think they are, so it kind of doesn't count. But sometimes, like, a guy and a girl will think, like, okay, great, got a great set of cards. But I just think sometimes it's 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 kind of one-sided. Where, like, girls are like, wait, I didn't... I didn't think I was putting out this sort of energy to you. Mm-hmm. I say as mm-hmm. if I know what that's like, but... Yeah, I don't really know. I don't know. I've never, like, been in that situation. To that- I mean, to that degree. I've been in, like, a very minor version of that situation. But I've also yeah. been Joe, where I've had someone text me straight up, I wouldn't date you. So it's, like, I don't know. Oh, I've been there. What do I know? I mean, I've also, like, had it told, like, I would say three to four times to my face by the same person. So I'm not saying that I'm anyone that needs advice. Um, I'm not taking criticism at this time, like, at all. You're not gonna get criticism. This, Emma. No, definitely not. Remember, remember sophomore year, a terrible time for so many reasons. I mean, just um, in general, a whole mess. Oh my god, that was almost four years ago. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, sometimes I forget that we're like in college. Oh. Well, you guys I don't, don't have talk about it. That. Excuse I'm going to, through a midlife but... crisis quarter-life crisis because I'm turning 20 this year. So the I, fact I that we're going to be 20 Gross. is the fucking weirdest thing in the world. Okay, wait, sorry, okay, Mary, what were you saying? Let's get away from this topic. Oh, I was going to tell an embarrassing story of when I got rejected. I thought that would Please be Please do. Please do. You did? 
I don't you, remember this. Yeah. By oh, who? Sophomore year, I was at the peak of my depression. And, like, this is when I started making really bad choices. I went to MUN because my older brother, Andrew, really wanted M-U-N. me to join MUN yeah. because he was running it. And it was his senior year. And he was so proud of himself. <laughs> and he wanted me to come see him in MUN. So I joined MUN for him. And what a um, selfless little I, sister. I know. It was adorable. We were the cutest, cutest little sibling. Cutest little Western business attire pair. Good oh. My, okay, I still have the suit, and I never went to a conference, so <laughs> um, social anxiety, not great. Oh, that's another story. Um, so, Tej, a, a junior at the time, oh, shit, actually, everyone knows this story. Tej, a junior at the time, um, he was put in my group. Um, okay, so, Tej was put in my group. And I remember, I just, like, instantly was obsessed with this kid because I thought that's what I needed. And, um, Literally I was wrong. Girl yeah, every sophomore girl ever. Yeah, every, every depressed sophomore girl ever. Like, I don't um, want to call you stupid, yeah. but it definitely wasn't your best choice. No, no, no. You call me stupid because it, it was, okay, it was stupid. Also, that was, that was 100% me, too. Sophomore. Oh, yeah. Who hasn't made don't even worry about awful decisions? <laughs> don't even worry about it. Oh. Okay, Little did going. I know. He had a crush on the same girl since kindergarten. I did know that, but I was like, oh, she keeps rejecting him. It's not gonna, it's not gonna matter. Like, I, I'm, I'll be, I'll be the one. I'll be special, I'll be special. I'll be special, I'll be unique. Because like, um, old sophomore girl doesn't <laughs> think that. Right. <laughs> um, I remember it was a few weeks after we were, like, talking more, hanging out more, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna shoot my shot, and... I walked up to him, this was on our little deck in front of the cafeteria, and I was talking to him, and he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I like you, but I know you don't like me back, thinking he was going to be like, no, I do. But I was like, I know you don't like me back, but um, I really like you. And he grabbed my hands and he said, I'm sorry, I don't feel the same way. And I just like, I was the like, hand grabbing, fine. I think, I is what makes that. it worse. Oh, it made it so much worse. I feel like he could have done it without doing that, but okay. He really could have, but I, I held it together for all of three seconds, and I turned around, and as soon as I turned around, just waterworks. Jesus Christ. See, this away, is why... Right, straight into our library, just sobbing. This is why was... crushes are things I will take to my fucking grave. Absolutely not. No, that's I not I believe why. in honesty, okay. no, but, like, Emma, sometimes I, I really don't. Anything about Emma, myself. that is literally the worst thing ever. Do not keep doing that yeah don't do hey, like shoot your shot i have okay, you are, i'm like what is it ever not done old me? enough or and you have not been in enough relationships to be jaded okay funny story not it's sort of rejection but like not really it's sophomore year girl vibes okay so oh okay <laughs> I, I don't know why everyone turns year. into just such a mess sophomore year or maybe it was junior year i don't know it's like the two shittiest years of high school or sophomore and junior year in my opinion but Mm. it was sophomore or junior year i'm not i'm not quite sure um so i (laughs) no it was junior year because mary like took me to you know this 
pardoning that was happening um, mm, at their school, not at my school. So, like, I just, I didn't know anybody there. Well, I knew everybody there, though, but, like, they didn't know me. That was the issue. So, there's this guy there who I, like, kind of thought I liked. Not liked, but, like, I kind of, like, had a crush on, let's say. Even though I literally didn't know him, never talked to him, but it's just, it's junior year girl vibes, you know? So, mm-hmm. I remember, like, four days later, you know, I was hanging out with my friends, and then I just decided to DM him at, like, 3 a.m., because we were just hanging out, like, I do day. remember this. This was sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe it was sophomore year. Um, And then I, like, DM'd him something random, you know? And then... Oh my god. So long story short, that obviously didn't end up panning out. I think he like he messaged me back like once and then I messaged him and then he like responded again and then I just never responded because it was like the next day and I was like, What the fuck? <laughs> what what did I just do? And I was super embarrassed. Long story short, um, he goes to my college now and we're in the same frat now. Um and he Wait. swiped up on my story. I don't love and that for like, you. he was like, congrats on getting into the frat. And on our Instagram DMs, I just... The history. Like, you, don't even, you don't even have to scroll, but you just, like, see the history. And it's, like, that little conversation from literally two Get the, years ago. And put I it on vanish myself. mode, and then it'll disappear. I literally shat myself. Oh, my God. I just, I literally, I, he was like, congrats on getting into the frat. And I liked his message. That's it. Oh, I, just, I like wait, how liking a message is synonymous was, with just like, shut the fuck funny. up. Can, but, I, can I have the screenshot? I was just so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. Like the fact, the fact that you saw our conversation. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, I can't wait to see him at like future events. That should be fun. Emma, what's your best sophomore year story? Sophomore year story. Um, I don't know. Ugh, I don't really remember anything from sophomore year. Like, the only thing I remember from sophomore year is M- Mary having a terrible time, and that's kind of literally like that's literally that's like my only memory from sophomore year. I am. I'm so trying to remember sorry. what I was doing. No, it's fine. I just like don't think I had anything else going on. <laughs> like what? What was I didn't? I wasn't really involved in anything yet because I didn't really do shit until junior year no okay what did i do sophomore year oh i um wanted an identity change so i cut all my hair off (laughs) and i look like a mom and like do i regret it (laughs) yeah a little bit but like also it wasn't bad i like just definitely needed to not exist for like a hot sec what else happened sophomore year yeah i feel like that was like the only thing that really went on Okay, wait, can I tell you something embarrassing that's, like, is yes. happening in my life right now? Okay. Yes. So, let's call the story Pudding Problems. Okay. This summer, I think, so I went to my, my grandma's house, like, um, I think, I want to say the day after graduation, and I was, like, in her pool and whatever, and then my family did a drive-by, like, my family that lives over there did, like, a drive-by, um, congratulations thing, and my aunt and uncle came over, and they were sitting in the backyard with us, like, masked up and everything, and my uncle... I think I made a comment about how, like, I had never had tapioca pudding before, okay? And he was like, oh, really? Because he's, like, you know, white from Illinois, so, like, he eats tapioca pudding. And 
and he was like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah, I never had it. Like, I, I think it'd be interesting. Like, I never had it. And he was like, oh, okay. And the next time I go to my grandma's house, there's one one singular tapioca pudding cup with a plastic spoon and a napkin in the fridge, all right? So he's given me that. And I'm like, oh, that's so nice. So I ate it, and I was like, this is good, I guess. Like, I don't really love pudding, but this is good. This is very nice of him. So I sent you a picture of myself. the best food you've ever eaten? No, it was <laughs> fine. But I also don't love pudding. And so I sent him a picture because of myself, like, eating it. a weird it. food. And I was like, oh, thank you, like, Uncle So-and-so. Like, this is so nice of you. But he took that to mean, like, she really likes it. So the next time I was there, there was a six-pack of tapioca pudding. <laughs> these were, like, I mean, because, like, we were never there at the same time because of COVID. Like, it's a couple months apart. So then there's, like, a six-pack. And my mom brings it home. Because it was one time I didn't go to my grandma's house with her. She was like, hey, like, want some pudding? And I was like, ah, uh, not really. And then, okay, for context, I stopped eating, like, uncooked dairy. Like, non-baked dairy. Like, a while ago. So that's not good. I've never really liked pudding. And I've never really... Like, besides yogurt, I was never, like, a, a, a dairy food person. I didn't like it. And even yogurt kind of made me nauseous. Like, I don't like dairy-based foods. But I... Because I wanted to be nice and I wanted him to know that I'd gotten it, I kept saying thank you. And then my mom, because she didn't know how to say I didn't like it, told him that I enjoyed it. So you mom thank you very much and so now i know that i'm gonna be in this pudding purgatory where he's constantly giving me pudding until i die and i either have to eat it or throw it away and let it expire but i will never i don't care if it's food waste i will never ever tell him that i don't like his pudding presents and that's the situation i'm in right now like so i've i've i ate one the other day i ate one like two months ago but now i have five cups of expired unopened pudding in my fridge oh no (laughs) Like, that's such a waste, but I, I don't care if it's waste. Like, I'm, my family, we compost our food, whatever, but, like, I will never, ever tell him the truth about my lack of pudding enthusiasm. It's funny, because I feel like that ordeal is so ubiquitous among every single family. Like, you, it's like you just can't. Because the same, the same exact thing happened to me with my grandma with mochi. Because when I was when I was younger, I really, really liked mochi. So every single time I went over to her house, she would give me mochi. And I liked it, you know, for a couple years. And then I kind of didn't like it as much because I had it like three. Like I had it so frequently because she would always give it to me every single time I went over to her house. To this day, she still tries to give me mochi. And I haven't liked it for, like, the past five years, and I always feel so bad. But it got to a point where I was like, I can't accept this anymore. Because I would literally just, I would take it home, and I would throw it out. Because I, like, hated it. And my mom got so angry at me. She's like, why aren't you eating it? Like, your grandma gave you that that mochi, and now you're, like, not even eating it. And I was like, mom, I haven't liked mochi for five years. So, it's it's a common issue to have it is with family members like once they think that you like something like they will get you that thing until you die ready to hear mine because yours is yours is pudding yours is mochi mine is the crucifix sorry (laughs) what oh yeah okay well mary's the only one that grew up like religious so sometimes i didn't really you know i grew up like um don't say that you didn't no 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 no. this is okay no it was barely well, when, it, we were, is... when we were younger, like, not, yes. like, in the past, like, ten years, but definitely when we were younger. Okay, you, re- you ready for the for the breakdown? We were oh, I'm just so curious time. as to how um, someone can continually give you a crucifix. 
my godmother, she got me this crucifix. What I mean, like, she started giving them to me when I was really little. And I went through this little Catholic girl phase where I was going to Catholic school after school. Yep. Um, so funny because it's just so the Catholic the Catholic school like elementary phase is definitely like oh it's a thing I was a little flower child I look I look the part I will send you guys a picture did you have a first communion my first communion I had a first communion um it was really cute I had a beautiful dress but anyway my oh you know what it was that day too my godmother came on my first communion and she gave me this crucifix that was really pretty it was made of you know stained glass and i was like oh it's so pretty i'll add this to my little collection of the ones that you've given me at this point how many have you collected like three four <laughs> i think like you um, don't need that I many crucifixes. <laughs> no you guys i stopped being religious at age nine <laughs> um i have like 14 crucifixes from my grandmother <laughs> What does she think you're doing with them? That's the thing. Is it's not like food where you consume it? Does she just think you're hanging them up places? Does she think that you're really filled with crucifixes? But I'm not. I'm not even like some of them are stored. I have some of them in a row down my like the side of my closet because my closet has a sliding door. So like some of them are on the side there, but I just keep gathering those. So like once she, she's like that's our thing. But I'm not religious. So I don't, and does she know that? I'm not. I'm gonna say I'm no. I'm literally wearing a shirt that says "Just Say No to the Devil," and it's very like it's. I'm clearly wearing it ironically, you know. I. I don't know if she sees the irony in the things that I do. I think that's what it is. Or she really wants to believe that oh, she's my godmother, and that's our relationship. So therefore, she's going to give me. Our yeah, our Jesus Christ I guess, on a cross. Our godparents, godparent relationships are typically, I guess, centered around like faith. This is interesting because my parents are godparents, but like we're not religious. Like they are godparents for someone else. Mm-hmm. So like our relationship obviously has nothing to do with religion because we have no idea anything about that. Right. I mean, it's not like... they're supposed to be in charge of the spiritual upbringing of. Yeah. The kids. They are, but I feel like now, like in our generation, it's just like. It's more if, like a if something happens to your parents, know. like they're the ones who are gonna take over. Yeah, it's like the portion of the will that's like in case we die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, I'm a little bit hesitant to bring this up in case she ever listens to it in the future, but like my aunt came to visit, and she offered to crack my back, so I laid down on the floor. It's one of those where you push your back up and forward, where you crack your back. Um. But she couldn't crack it, so she just get, like just started massaging me, and she, I don't know how to explain how uncomfortable this made me. She massaged your butt? Doing, she massaged my butt. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes me tear up just to think about it, because I didn't want to be like, get off. <laughs> get, go my away. My ass. But it's my aunt, and I don't know what it is. Like, didn't want to be like, why are you massaging my ass? Dude, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I went to Taiwan, I, like, I got a massage, too, and I was, like, 15 at the time, or maybe 14, even. No, I think it was 15, so I was, like, super young, and I got this massage, and I thought it was gonna be, like, a back massage, but also, like, was a, like, back and leg massage, and she was literally, like, massaging my butt, 
and it made me so uncomfortable. Like, the entire massage was just so uncomfortable. I was literally laying there stiff as a board. and (laughs) Possibly more tense. No, I was, like, tensing my entire body. Like, my butt muscles were, like, tense. And just, like, trying to massage my muscles. And all of my muscles were just, like, rock hard. Because I'm just, like, frozen there. Because I was so uncomfortable. But I wasn't, like... It was also, like, Taiwan. And I was 15. And I, like, didn't want to say anything. And at the end, my mom also got a massage. And she was, like, oh, my God. That was so great. And I was, like, yeah. But I literally hated it. It was, like, the worst part of the entire trip. <laughs> no, one time? Okay. She probably time. just thought I was, like, mad muscly, though. She's like, why is her butt so hard? Yeah, why? She's so stressed all the time. Stressing her ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, okay. One time I got a facial, and she was like, okay, well, I'm so-and-so, like, just undressed to you know, like, your comfort level. I hate when they say that. And then just lay for down. For facial? You had to get undressed for a Well, yeah, because, and then you would like, lay under a, t- a blanket, and then you like, massage your shoulders. It was weird. I don't know. And then she was oh, like, okay, okay. and she was like, yeah, so just, like, undress your comfort level, put on that robe, and then, or did she put on a robe? I don't remember. I don't think she did, because I, and then she was like, yeah, just, like, undress, and, and I'll come back in probably, like, five minutes. I'll knock on the door. And I was like, okay. Okay, I'm in, like, I want to say I was in, like, middle school, because I just started getting active, and my mom, like, wanted me to get a facial, and so I'm wearing, this is when, like, I didn't know how to dress, so, like, I'm wearing a bra that doesn't fit, and, like, a cami tank top from Target underneath a shirt, I have, like, cr- like cropped mm-hmm. Nike, like, capri leggings, like, I it's so, the exact outfit that you're right, about. like, it's yeah. awful, it's terrible, I it's what middle school was, and it's a disaster, and I'm, like, my comfort level is what I'm wearing right now. That's why I'm wearing it, ma'am. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't know that she was going to be massaging my shoulders. I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. So, no, I think I did have to put on a robe. So I just, like, took off my t-shirt. And I think I just, like, had my cami tank top underneath it. And I didn't take my ill-fitting bra off. And and I also had my leggings on. And then I put a robe over that. So I had possibly more layers on than I started with. And then I landed the blanket, and I, looking back, I was like, that definitely, she meant, like, put on a bra and underwear, but, like, I didn't understand at the time. I was, like, 12, so. Okay, yeah, but you're, she, you were young. Like, I'm sure she. I was like, I don't understand what you mean, I'm undressed to my comfort level. My comfort, I'm wearing that. That's, I'm comfortable, woman. I'm doing great. Please. Oh, this, this spa. I remember when I was in, um. The discomfort of that is just, ugh. In, like, middle school, or maybe in elementary school, my mom, like, went through this phase of going to the Korean spa, like, with her friends and stuff, and she always, like, would ask Olivia and I, my sister Olivia and I, if we wanted to go with her, and I was like. They get naked, naked. Also, in spas, if you so. don't know about Korean spas, you're just naked the entire time, and everybody mm-hmm. else is naked, and I was like, okay, we're we're not at that point. Like, I'm 14. Like, I've never been more insecure in my life than I am. <laughs> right, and I <laughs> feel like... Like, it's... I... And also just being surrounded by, like, middle-aged, like, women in a Korean spa, I was like, okay, that doesn't sound fun, actually. It's so interesting, because, like, that just is, like, shows how different, like, the American context of, like, nudity is. Yeah. Because, like, like, literally no other culture sexualizes the naked body as much as Americans do. It's ridiculous. Yeah, none at all. But it, I mean, yes, but also, like, when you're that age, you're just, like, you know. Okay, so I wasn't 14. I was 
I was 18. Oh, that's so much worse. This was last year. <laughs> okay, um, no, I so also the... still feel very uncomfortable, so it's not that weird if it was last well, year. I went to go get a, my one and only spray tan that I've ever gotten in my entire life before formal because my skin did not match my dress. I go in and I'm like, I don't know what to wear. Because Nothing, I just right? kind of thought, like, kind of, but she was like, dead ass. It was undressed to your comfort level. Don't say that. <laughs> people need to stop saying that. They need to say, My this comfort is what level no, is no, no. fully <laughs> Okay, okay, people need to say, yeah. this is what would be ideal. Let me know if you're uncomfortable with that. Because yes, exactly. your comfort level doesn't always match the situation. If I, if I was getting, like, a baggy like, sweatshirt. Right, like, and it doesn't always, it. like, you... If you no, this okay, especially anyway, was not the time for 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 her to say that because I was like, okay, well this is my first spray tan, like what am I supposed to do? And she was like, well like where do you want it? And I was like, my, my body, body. <laughs> like all of it. My body. And she was like, she was like, okay, well you could just like pull your bra down. I was wearing like, uh, I figured that I was gonna get like spray like spray at tan least topless. So. Yeah, but she was like, she had me pull it down. It was just the worst thing I could have gotten. I ended up with something, like, just horrible because it was just this, like, I was wearing a lace bralette, so it just kind of, like, gave me a lace pattern on all over oh, my chest. I hate and, that like, for you. And then there's just this horrible stripe across my back that was jagged and, like, had lace print. So I did, I ended up freaking out when I got to formal and I had an anxiety attack because, you know, social anxiety. And then I left. I'm sorry, this shouldn't be funny, this is, so this is horrible. I, but the next day, I went to I went to go hike with my two friends Kevin and Connor, and we went to hot springs. So, I was wearing a bathing suit for the hot springs, and you could see just my awful spray tan, horrible. And this guy comes up. Of course, he's butt ass naked because it's a hot spring. He was so creepy. We call him cock. Um, he just had his dick floating out in the water, and it was just the worst. Put your dick away. To anyone listening, yeah, he should have put dick it away. But he walked up to me, and he was like, that's such a cool birthmark. And that's I was a disaster. Like, I was like, it's that's a fucking not disaster. A, I was like, it's not a birthmark. And he was like, he walked up, the pre-COVID, right? Walked up to me. Man is butt-ass naked. And he's like, oh, it's just a really bad spray tan. And I was like, yes, thank you, cock. Dear thank men, you for one, put your dicks away, two, shut up. And he That's was so old. Funny. I didn't want him near, he was like, he just like lived in the hot springs. I hate that. He, yeah, it was gross. Ew. But that, that, the undressing to your comfort, this, this is how it should be done. Also, like, I don't want to just be like, I could get completely naked, but does that make you uncomfortable? Like, what? <laughs> I, don't I, think don't I feel like they, need to, they need to set a parameter and be like, so They're because, like because like, you're, like, like, they could say, like, because you're getting a spray tan, it would be ideal if you were totally naked, but let me know if that's not what you want. Like, just say that. Yeah. Comfort level, yeah. it means nothing. That's exactly. a meaningless phrase. My comfort phrase. level is irrelevant. Like, I'm going to be uncomfortable in this situation. Regardless. Right, my comfort level is so a sweatshirt, like... but they're not going to spray tan me in that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man. Yeah, so I'm never going back. I technically have a free a free one. The bad spray tans that it. girls get oh, yeah. for prom are really catastrophic. Yeah. 
Because at least oh. yours was like not that aggressive, Mary. Like I didn't, I didn't On know formal, you. Would... It wasn't. No, I didn't know you had gotten like a spray tan. Like I didn't know mm-hmm. that, so it's fine. Like it would, it didn't look that bad. Like. I mean, obviously, oh, didn't for, see without your top on. For people who are listening, I am completely stark white. Oh yeah, Mary's the pink. palest person. Actually, I know paler <laughs> people, but you're pretty white. Like, so I didn't know it was that bad. Like, it didn't look that bad to me, but I don't really remember. It's because I looked what does look bad normal is like the 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 spray tans that girls get for prom. They're so awful, and then and then they get like patchy and like. <laughs> and it's like, I think spray tans can look fine. I think they can look good. But girls don't make it look good sometimes. They just, like, go too hard. Um, my friend got a spray tan, and the person who sprayed him, like, messed up his collar. <laughs> and just, like, gave him, like, just this weird patchiness. But then it just bled all over his shirt for the pro- for prom. And mm. it was... And then he had another prom. He was invited to everyone's prom from every school that wasn't his. And so he went to go get it fixed. It's just bad. You could see the rings. I don't know. I just, they're... Tanning lotion, I feel like, is a little bit less... Mm -hmm. I've used tanning lotion before. It was, it was like the Jergens one where you have to apply it for like every day for a week or two weeks or something. And then, so you get tanner, like, very gradually over time. Mm. And that so was, you know that was stop, like, pretty though. good. Yeah, like, it, since it is gradual, it's a lot easier to manage and make sure that you're not going overboard, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I come from tan people, but I'm typically the, le- the least tan of them. And I don't know why. I think it's because, it's because I have my dad's skin and my dad's hair. Because my mom, I don't know if it's because she grew up tanning a lot or whatever, but my mom and my sister are, like, consistently way more tan than me and my dad. I'm, like, compared to them, I'm very pale. But also, because I run now, my face is a completely different color than my chest. It's really bad. Like, my chest mm-hmm. is so white. My face is, like, a, a, a nice light shade of brown. I don't know. How do you tan your chest? It's, it's either white so or burnt. <laughs> okay, wait. I think we need to talk about... I, God, we need to talk about, like, we did text about this, but, like, just for an example of the 2000s fashion, why did we let giraffe pattern happen, and, like, why didn't we as a society stop, you know? Mm. I feel like we didn't need to do that, and we didn't need to go there, but we did, and we did have a giraffe pattern phase, and that was bad. Here's the thing with fashion, though, is, like, you are always gonna look back on it and regret it at some point. You know what I mean? Like, you're never going to look back on the things that you wore that were trendy at the time. I'm not saying, like, classic pieces, you know. You're never going to look back at trendy stuff and think, oh, my God, yeah, that was really, really cute. Like, that's why it's trendy. You know what I mean? Like, even now, so we're going to look back at what we're wearing in, like, 10 years and be like, what the fuck? Well, it just like it's it's not even, like, but, yeah, that but, like, it was draft pattern. It was that, like, so many things are draft pattern. You know? I mean, I feel like you're overestimating the presence of giraffe pattern in, a, in our society, but... I didn't have a lot of giraffe pattern stuff, but I feel like it was a pretty common, like, like kids' clothing item pattern. I mean, I was I was a fairly trendy kid, and I didn't own any giraffe pattern, I can say. I owned other things that were definitely ugly, but not giraffe pattern. We know you were a trendy kid. We know it wasn't ugly ever. 
Yeah, we know your parents know, spent yeah. money, money on your clothes. I mean, more than no, me it was ugly, and also I didn't spend that much money on clothes because I bought like fast fashion, so yeah. I didn't spend that much money on clothes. But the stuff that I was buying was a shit quality, b probably manufactured in like Bangladesh, in extremely <sighs> shitty work conditions. But obviously, I was like nine at the time, so like I didn't know that. I was just like Forever Twenty One's cute, you know. But now I feel like I'm not trendy whatsoever. But also I do have to say, I think in terms of fashion, there's definitely a cultural difference here. Whereas I feel like LA is very much so like at the fore of everything. And I feel like here people are like a little farther behind. Like people here wear skinny jeans. Ridiculous. And I'm like. I own a pair of skinny I know. jeans, that, but that they just sounds, don't go with any of my shirts. That sounds terrible. Me being like, people here wear skinny jeans. But it's not that, like, like, skinny jeans are bad. It's just that, like, a lot of people don't wear skinny jeans in L.A. In L.A., I would say that anybody who, like, has a sense of style does not wear skinny jeans. Hey. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know a sense of style, so that does make sense. You do But I also, I also, um, had to throw out all my jeans. So I, and I didn't have jeans for, like, a whole month. So my mom made me buy a pair of skinny jeans. And do they fit me? No. But they are in my senior photos, so. I don't think they're bad. They're not great. But I also, they're like it's it's they're things. nice because they're not trendy. And they're not, like outdated. They're just jeans, and they don't. They're and I'm not gonna look back and go that was such a 2020 decision. Like it's that's the thing about like the kind of clothes that my mom and I like like to buy is we buy things that are like are not not trendy but they're not like trendy so they don't i don't have to throw them out in a couple years but like i also won't look back and be like wow that was such like an outdated choice that's how right. i like to no, buy yeah. my clothes is i don't buy, I, like, to, I, like to buy anything dramatic in case I'll i support that too because i mean i think that people in general are just like on this you know trend of just mass consumerism and overconsumption of clothing particularly and just buying stuff that's gonna you're gonna wear for like literally a month and then just throw it out which I don't like but also like skinny jeans have not been popular for like I would say like I personally have not worn skinny jeans and probably since freshman year of high school and that was four years ago mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah popular no so but like but I would don't do people think wear I'm them gonna... yeah People still wear them, obviously, but I there's wouldn't say the they're, trend. they're they're definitely like kind of out of date. A little bit, right. which like isn't. Back. But I also no, think it like, definitely depends no, on like the style of of um, skinny jeans, because some skinny jeans are like, oh, that's yeah. definitely like not it. But there's some that like I guess make a little more sense. Mine yeah. are just like plain ones. They're not. They're pretty. No, yeah. There's, boring, but there's obviously like gradations of all these. Yeah. But like, I don't think that I in like. 10 years I'm gonna like look back at my like slightly looser fitting jeans and be like that was so 2020 of me or like that right. was so 2021 of me to wear that because mm-hmm. it's like it's just jeans as opposed to like I mean jeggings are kind of are, they're their own category but like <laughs> jegging see like I don't buy clothes unless I foresee myself wearing them for at least two to three years yeah because I'm like then I'm not gonna waste my money or you could that started from, like, when I was a kid and I knew I was going to grow out of stuff, but now it's, like, I'm done growing and I don't want to keep wasting my money or, mm-hmm. like, the planet's resources. 
I currently own two pairs of jeans. Actually, I own three. I did thrift one. So I own three pairs of jeans, and I'm hoping that those are going to last me for, like, at least two more years. And then no one will notice that I don't have new clothes. So I used to make fun of my sister because my mom would, she would go shopping with my mom. My mom would be like, Jenny, like, laid on the floor and didn't want to try on jeans again. But now I'm like, I get it. I, I too would like to lay on the floor and not try on jeans, so. It's a struggle. I understand. Shopping in general is a struggle. It's like finding things that, like, you like. Lord. So, it's Finding so things that you like, finding things that fit you. Too yeah, very not, not difficult giving up struggles. after 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, I like things, but they don't, I don't like them on me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which, I, which, like, I don't know, that's kind of opening another can of worms. But, like, I just try stuff on. I'm like, but this doesn't look good. Like, it looks cute when I see other people wear it, but also I hate it. But I also think that, I mean, this is, like, a whole other thing. But I also think that just, like, comes with, like, our culture's poor representation of body types is because we we want the body to come with the clothes, but it doesn't. And that's just... But that wouldn't be such a problem if, whatever, we didn't have such a fat-phobic fashion industry, but that's, like, a whole other situation. That's, that's definitely true. true. Because, of like, I always see pictures on, like, Instagram or, like, Pinterest of, like, outfits that I like, and then I, like, get that exact same thing, and I try it on, and I'm like, but this doesn't look good. Right, maybe if I saw my body wearing an outfit and then I bought it, I wouldn't be so confused as to why it didn't look right. Because yeah, I wouldn't be hoping that my clothes would make me look like a different, a different, a, a different race, but also like a different body type. Yeah. But I also feel like it's, it is super reflective of like how deeply ingrained, like our desire to like look a certain way is, you know what I mean? Right. Like when you try something on and you're like, I don't like how this looks. It's like, no, you've just never seen your body type wearing it before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then it makes you feel bad about yourself. You're like, oh, well, this doesn't look how it's supposed to look. Right. And then it's just, like, reinforcing all of that terrible bullshit. The fashion industry, am I right? Problematic. I think that's why, like, I'm, like, it seems like I should have realized it long ago. But, like, that's something I'm kind of understanding more now, where it's, like, maybe... I buy clothes and then it, I, I, I'm, I've stopped being confused as to why they don't quote unquote look right, because I'm like, it's be, what do you think? It's because I don't look like that, like, it doesn't mean the clothes aren't nice, it just means that, like, I have a different body type, and I don't think I, like, understood that as, like, a concept until, like, a year ago. Dude, it's still tough, though, because, like, every single time you go into that dressing room, it's like, you know, like, your mind is always reverting back to, like, like, well, it didn't look like that it did on the model. mindset. Yeah. It's like, well, it's not going to look like it did on the model. Yeah, because I'm not a model. Like, <laughs> you know? Hello? And I'm never going to look like that. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So, like... Because, like, yeah. I don't know, the people that, like... I mean, obviously, this is, like, a no-brainer, but, like, I, I don't think people understand... They understand that, like, models don't look like people, but they don't understand that, like... Models You're always trying like to look people. like a model. People no, don't. Models, like, I feel like people, like, lose sight of that. Like, I mean, models, I do. Models look like people, but, well, but like, people like, don't, people like don't look like models. A minority of the yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. Where it's, like, like actually, models look like you, models like, models you look at them and you're like, yeah, you're, make you look at them, look like You're them. a person, but, like, people don't, actual, like, the general like, population. Like, everyone else. And, like, and, like, I think, of course, 
the fashion industry is, like, becoming more inclusive, but, like, commercial fashion and commercial modeling, like, isn't. Mm-mm. I feel like Not it's the all. other way around. I feel like commercial is becoming more inclusive, and then, like, the super trendy stuff and, like, major like fashion, fashion houses are, aren't high fashion and, like, Hope Tour, like, that is not inclusive at all, and it never will be. I, I also think just think, be. like, I mean, I, I think it's not going to be. It Literally never will never. be, but also, like, <laughs> maybe after we die in, like, a hundred years. At least those are appealing, I never, too. it's never gonna happen. I think commercial so, fashion appeals more to people anyway. Well, yeah, because yeah, very what, few people because people aren't millionaires. Anyway. Yeah, and then well, yeah, but it's like the trickle down effect, though, because it's like commercial fashion isn't seen as something that's like you know high high art or like high culture. It's like mm-hmm. lowly. It's like for the masses. You know what I mean? So like right. in that same vein, you're still you know elevating or like holding to a higher standard like those big fashion brands or like Couture or runway or whatever and they're still subscribing to this antiquated message about body image and right all those other things that are associated with it so it's like it's still an issue like even if even if you go into target because like i go into target and i like see you know the ads that they have there and there's like normal looking people Mm-hmm. Like, not just, like, your stereotypically model-looking type of person. Like, there's more oh, size inclusivity, more racial inclusivity, all of those things. But also, it's, like, it's Target, and we don't glorify or idolize Target. You know what I right. mean? Right, yeah. Like, we glorify and idolize, like, Gucci or, like, Jack Moose or whatever brand it is, and all those people still look the same, you know? So it's, I don't know. It's, not, it's like top yeah. down is like still an issue, I guess. Also like, that's true. I don't know. And I'm, I was talking to my friend about this the other day, actually. I say the other day as if it wasn't four months ago. Time's an illusion, whatever. But like, I, I think as much as like, yeah, body representation is like getting better for women, it's still awful for men. Like it's terrible for men. Oh, it's Horrible, it's horrible. it's so bad and like it, i i don't know i think it's ridiculous because like i mean okay let's take airy for example like they're very size inclusive they're very racially inclusive they showed you know ability inclusive too. yeah ability inclusive people like androgynous like whatever that that's true and like you see that all over their underwear page but then you go to the men's side and it's all like guys with six packs and i think that's so stupid you can't claim mm-hmm. to be, like, size-inclusive for women and then, like, think that mm-hmm. means anything if you're not size-inclusive for men. Like, yeah, I don't understand. I mean, I think, like, it is definitely talked about more in all cultural for women to, like, struggle with body image, but, like, I don't know a single guy who doesn't... It has a lot to do with, like, gender binary and, like, toxic masculinity, but, like, I don't know a single guy in my life who feels like they're satisfied enough in their... Mm-hmm. bodies they definitely i don't think get as much extreme pressure as women do but i mean representation no, still like exists they it's still like media, like matters like immediate portrayal and stuff like there you are always trying to be like either the like a, the dad bod type which is just like a womanizer or you're trying to be a different kind of womanizer which is that you have like the ideal like perfect six-pack look and i just think like that's so I, I don't know, that's so, like, unfortunate. And I know people, like, don't 
like talk about it because it's you because know. it's so ingrained in our society people just like assume like, but like i don't know a single person who a has that mm-hmm. body or doesn't want that body mm-hmm. right like and i feel like for women it was something that was talked about and we we asked for we asked for the body inclusivity and all of that men don't feel yet like they can ask for that because they don't know that they're still striving to have that ideal body right yeah but and also like i feel like just the culture of masculinity also like plays in to the upkeep of those standards you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because it's like Mm -hmm. if if women are asking for something it's like what is that reflecting it's reflecting well like obviously standing up for something but it's also saying like hey this is happening and i feel a certain way about it and i don't like it and i'm gonna tell you that i have this feeling Versus, mm-hmm. like, a standard of masculinity that's, like, I have a feeling, but I'm not going to talk about it. Because, like, what does that also say about my masculinity? Whereas, like, femininity is obviously not as, like, I mean, it's tied to a lot of things with body image. But, like, it's not tied to, like, that sort of same vulnerability situation that goes on. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think this is this is why I get so frustrated when people, like, think that. I mean, it's I think I have a lot of issues with it, but, like. I don't know why this podcast suddenly got serious, but whatever. I, I have a problem when people are, like, when, I mean, a lot of, like, straight cisgender people, like, think that the, the process of taking part of the gender mind binary and the part of, like, destroying heteronormativity is on the place and on the shoulders of, like, queer people when it shouldn't be, because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, their lives are affected by it in sometimes a more aggressive way, but I don't know a single person, straight, cis, whatever, who isn't also impacted by it, like, I'm, like, I don't understand that, like, straight people, like, maybe you're not discriminated against, but you're saying you're isn't also dictated by the, dictated by the gender binary. Like, that's not true, and I feel like, I don't know, that just bothers me when people think that it, like, it is the responsibility of queer people to handle it, when it's, like, it, it affects everyone all the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, why? I don't understand. That just, like, annoys don't me. See it. When it's, like, no, I mean, yeah. That's it, definitely true. It's a part of everything you do. Like, don't you want... I don't know. Right. I feel I feel like people, like, cis people are becoming, like, more, I don't know, aware of it or, like, active about it or just talk about it more frequently. Right. Because obviously, in terms of, like, femininity, like, those things, you know, cut across so many other identities like femininity is so closely tied with like middle and upper class lifestyle and white lifestyle Mm -hmm. and all of those other things like it's not just Mm -hmm. indicative of like oh well you know this is how I identify with like my gender or you know whatever it's like it transcends so many other things right you know because obviously like the narrative is like white middle upper class straight cis so it's like if you're not any of those things, like it's definitely an issue for you. But also even if you are those things, like it's still an issue because like you were saying, you're still subjected to those standards that are just unrealistic mm-hmm. and sucky <laughs> for lack of better words. Yeah. Um, we're going to move on to our time capsule section. And this is just a way for us to remember where we are at this time. 
so when we listen to this when we're 90 years old we can remember what we're into um so i had a lot of projects these past few weeks and i was listening to just some good throwback music but like my childhood throwback music so not necessarily pop culture but like stuff that my family listened to which isn't mm-hmm. i'm not gonna say that it was like not pop culture it was just obscure and not in the yeah. cool way but i enjoy <laughs> it a lot um so that's what i've been into and then books still reading a lot of different architecture books i bought a new one that i'm really excited for it's just fun and I thought I would bring in just a little fun activity. I went to the farmer's market and I bought these I bought these vegan peanut butter bars. That it's like peanut butter, oh my oats, God. honey, sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds. Oh. Every week I go. I want that. I get so one good. more than I got the last time and they're big. Like they're energy bars. So next week I'm going to buy four. Um whether I'm going to eat them all myself, I don't know. I probably will because I really enjoy them. But I might, I might, I just, they're so good. Man, that's, that's me right now. Fun stuff. Yeah. Um, for me, okay, like I kind of have two music things. One is a song, one is an album. So one song I've really been listening to a lot is Crush by Tessa Violet. And it's like an older song. It's like from a couple years ago. And it's probably her like most popular song. But I just like that it's like, fun um and upbeat and it gets me kind of excited so like if i have a couple like a spare couple minutes here and there i'll like listen to it and just i don't know just like have a little bit of fun um and then an album so Haim performed at the grammys and they were great they performed their song the steps from their new album um but like their their album women in music part three is incredible i love it um it's the all bangers like 100 percent. it's like this will this album will definitely be coming up frequently in my time capsule but yeah it's like a good mix of like rock and and some like more pop stuff and it's very good i very much so enjoy high um and then in terms of reading i haven't been reading very much just because like i've had so much schoolwork um but i'm i got this book no no boy like a little bit over a year ago when i was at a dance conference in oakland um but it's, like, about Japanese internment and, like, these people who kind of, like, resisted from within the internment camps. And it's good so far. I've only gotten, like, a couple chop- chapters in. So I'm excited to keep reading that. Um, activities. I don't know. I haven't really been doing anything besides schoolwork. Um, I have gotten back into, like, co-working over FaceTime. Just, like, mm. even if it's just, like, sitting silently with my friend um yeah just like we're both we're both getting work done i Mm -hmm. that's been helpful just because i've had so much work and like sometimes i don't know where to start but i'll just like call someone and just we'll both be doing stuff together Mm -hmm. that's so nice you okay so for music i've been enjoying like i guess EDM more (laughs) recently or like house also because I've been so since I've been here um there's a gym in my apartment building so I've been like running and stuff so I've been listening to music while I do that and I feel like EDM and it's just like good to run to because it kind of gets you pumped Mm -hmm. up um 
versus like what I would just typically listen to. So that's been good. Yeah. I feel like like Fisher and Chris Lake have been kind of favorites at the moment. And then in terms of a book, um, I'm currently reading The Colored Purple, Alice Walker. Um, obviously like a very well-known story. I haven't seen the movie, which is kind of nice because I like being able to read the book first. Um, but it's a really good book, definitely thought-provoking and also just an interesting like study of, you know, what it's like being, you know, black in the South and also just like having it in that person's voice as opposed to being translated through like a white person or what have you, which mm-hmm. is typically how we um, consume narratives. Um, so yeah, I've been enjoying that. Um, and then what else? Activity. Again, I haven't really been doing <laughs> much new stuff. Um, uh, I would say just like going on walks and being able to like explore a little bit more. Um, and also like the houses here are so beautiful and it's just, it's so different from home in terms of the architecture and just everything. So it's been super cool just to kind of take everything in, um, and take in new scenery while going on walks and while it's been like pretty nice here. So, yeah. That's fun. We're going to do our gratitude portion now. Um, just a little bit of, like, an uplifting, I don't know why this pod was, like, weirdly serious, but whatever. Yeah, now we're gonna do our gratitude and, like... No, there were some fun, like, weird, like, naked stories and, like... Fun, weird, naked stories. But then, as usual, we, like, go off on tangents about, like, femininity and, like, consumerism. I know, we can't... um, We're fun people. Sorry. We're just... (laughs) We're just... We just are thinkers. if, If you talk to us for long enough, like, it will come back to those subjects yeah but also you know it's just the nature <laughs> okay so mary do you want to gratitude first sure i'm really grateful for my friend spencer because i don't know we we went he had a little covid scare so he was kind of out for two weeks and i wasn't really we just kept missing each other so it ended up being an entire month we were here and not getting to actually like hang out and um finally both of our regular covid tests like our prevalence testing came back negative so we went to go hang out together and it was just really nice to be able to talk to him and like have a a fun safe space so i'm just i don't don't know simple but nice that's nice i guess i kind of have two again one is like honestly my dad because i had never written a resume before and my dad is a very intelligent very hard-working man and did he want to come home from work by home i mean out of the garage and into our dining room to help me write a resume for two hours no he probably didn't but he's very kindly helped me build the skill that i'm gonna need for the rest of my life so thank you very much to him um oh yes life skills <laughs> yeah now i kind of know how to write a resume also i kind of know how to use word because i used google drive my whole life so that's <laughs> yeah. also something i'm learning um, yeah i feel like us and by us, I mean, like, anybody who's our age, um, learning, like, Microsoft. Yes, Google is just, like, Because Google and Apple is just, like, what we've been, you know. I know, I got a Gmail when I was, like, grew up in fifth on. grade. Yeah. I, did, I didn't know. I didn't even have a computer to have Microsoft on at that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so we have to like learn word and like yeah, powerpoint like, and ridiculous. excel which is funny but yeah um and then also gratitude like i think let me see i think like i'm grateful just for like have a safe safety just because like as i've gotten older i've become more and more aware of my privilege and like it was hard to spot when i was younger because as you guys know like i went to we went to school with like a lot of other privileged people so like in relation i didn't understand that like i was so privileged um and like being able to feel safe in my home and my neighborhood is like just something i don't feel like i acknowledge enough and like even i don't know this i don't know when this is going up but this is coming after like a lot of you know like anti-asian hate crimes and i feel like i've lived my life long enough like feeling very safe in my community and like I don't know, I'm very grateful for that, and I, I still do feel safe, but I just think, like, I never had an instance where I could have thought, like, oh, that would have been me, but, like, now I, I kind of get it a little more, so I think just, like, feeling safe to exist is, like, honestly, I'm lucky. Now mine's gonna sound very, like, superficial. <laughs> no, it's fine. After following that, okay, I couldn't really come up with, like, a good one, so this is just kind of a basic one which I may or may not have used previously, but I can't remember. Um, I would say just being able to, like, talk with friends and stuff and just, like, have a little... I've literally been here for a week. I'm being super dramatic, but um, having a little, like, slice of home, I guess, is nice. And also just, obviously, this is kind of a transition time right now. And also, like, I obviously don't have, like, close friends who are here, so it's nice to just, like talk to people who are comforting and to know me well and I don't feel like I have to act a certain way or whatever yeah yeah or like worry about what I'm gonna say or you know what have you that happens when you're in new social situations okay well I think that's been episode five of thrice it um yay I guess anyone listened to this roller coaster thank you very much <laughs> now you stuck around well talk to you guys later bye bye, bye.